Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, the legit boss, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Yeah. And available wherever podcasts can be found. Be yeah. sure to hit that subscribe button and that little notify bell next to it to make sure you always get your new Going In Raw notifications. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson. We have a variety of reward tiers over there, including bonus content. Uh, that's right. At the five dollar a month mark and up, you get five bonus episodes. Lately, we've been doing a little bit of like gameplay stuff during oh, the yeah. week. We gotta do some of that today too. Maybe we'll uh, try to find some more glitches or hop back on NBA. I don't know. I think NBA 2K20 is more fun than WWE 2K20. All right, fair enough. Fair I think enough. I think the the quest for for glitches is a fool's errand. No, man. I think that I think that you're right. I think we were right. You're right. The first time we were right on the precipice. Right on the precipice. I got. We got to keep on hammering at it. I don't know if it's worth the frustration of having to play through that thing just to get the the, the one glitch. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> totally is. Um, so, anyways, uh, at the one dollar mark though on Patreon, you do get a shout out here on the show, and uh, we got a new uh, a, a returning patron uh, back and better than ever, Blake Whitehouse. I should probably say it the way it should be said. Back. Better than ever, Blake Whitehouse. Oh, a reference to uh, Bischoff's theme, yeah? Bischoff. Maybe. Aww. I miss Eric Bischoff. I don't even know what he did, to be honest. I don't think he did anything. I don't think he did anything. It seemed like he did much of anything. Anyways. To be honest. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, any announcements? Are we doing anything this Friday? Oh, yeah, Friday. We got a charity stream, 10 a.m. Uh, it's going to be AEW versus NXT. The card is set. We decided that yesterday. Yeah. Um, we're gonna do it on YouTube, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna do it on YouTube. YouTube, so right here, ten o'clock Friday. Uh, charity uh, will be announced uh, Thursday. Yeah, that we still have to decide. Yeah, we'll figure all that out. Maybe we'll do I don't know children's cancer or something. St. Mm-hmm. Jude's was a good one. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we'll figure all that out. But yeah, join us ten a.m. Pacific, one p.m. Eastern, probably five I think p.m. Uh, British time, depending on when our clock no, changes. No, it'd be so. You say five? Yeah, that's right. Five is correct? Because ours change on Sunday. Ours will change on Sunday? Correct. Okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. Uh, anyways, uh, let's talk about Raw yeah. last night. What did you think of that? This, uh, pull up this community poll. Oh, man, this was crazy. You guys are you guys are tuning out, man. Yeah, I don't think. Not just us, the WWE. I don't, I don't think they're terribly off base. I mean, uh, Raw last night was all right. I put this. It just felt unnecessary. I mean, it just felt inconsequential. I put this community poll up last night, and uh, after 2,400 votes or so, 41%, an overwhelming, uh, I guess I'd be considered a plurality. Yeah. Don't plan to watch. Well, I mean, there's, there's no, there's, they're really giving you no reason to watch because they're not really doing anything. There's a couple good matches. The character stuff with Drew and Hogan was really good, more so Drew, because he dropped a leg drop. Saw a big boot. There was imposing. There was. <laughs> yeah. There's always something to like on Raw. The 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 RKO was was good. Even though I don't know how Ricochet didn't hurt himself. There's always good stuff. The end segment was pretty stupid and ridiculous. And I don't know if it ever crossed the point of being so stupid and ridiculous that it was entertaining. I'm, oh, it was for me. I'm. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um. It just. 
I was cracking up during the whole thing. It just, it just feels, it just feels so much of, of, of raw just feels entirely inconsequential. And it's kind of a problem when it's like three hours long. And it's kind of a problem when this is, this is supposed to be the go home show to a pay per view. Yeah, and I kind of wonder if if any of that is part of it. I it's funny because like I feel like there's a couple things going on right now with Raw specifically, SmackDown. I don't know what's going on with. They had eight. Did you see the, the ratings? I know, but that was actually a pretty fun episode of SmackDown. Yeah, it was fun, but again, nothing happened. Like that's every 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 time. It's like there's always stuff to like. It's yeah. just SmackDown is fun because they had that they had that main event which everybody. Honestly, it just felt like a like a really fun house show. Yeah, but nothing is being advanced no, in terms no of stories. No real storyline advancement. Nothing. Um, forty one percent said don't even plan to watch. Twenty one percent were in between on the episode. Yays and nays were split. Thirteen and sixteen percent. I usually use the yays and nays to weight the to weigh the in between. So because the yays and nays were so like close, I'm going to go out on a limb and say. 21, let's see, what is that? 13, what is that? 29, 40. So 50% were kind of split on the episode, and then 40% didn't have, didn't even want to watch it. Just a hard pass. Um, but there's a lot of stuff. And, and, like, why are the Warrior Raiders still having squash matches when they're tag champions? Build stories for them. Can I, can I ask this question? I'm why gonna, can't Buddy Murphy win a match without some level of distraction or interference? I don't think you're going to have the answer to this huh. uh, question, but... Is our War Raiders setting a record for the? I know Braun had a lot of enhancement talent matches. Yeah, War Raiders might be challenging that. Maybe whatever the record is for whomever has had the most number of like legit enhancement talent local jobber matches. Mm-hmm. War Raiders has to be on the precipice of breaking. It's probably that. up there. But I mean, when you're tag champions, you shouldn't be. You should. You should move past the uh, enhancement talent. Is right in now. This day and age. Right now, the only like sort of relatively long-term-ish feeling feud, an actual story that's happening on the show is the only thing really Lana and Rusev and Bobby Lashley. It's just any, I mean, Seth and the Fiend are kind of in a thing, but they're not really interacting that. I mean, he no. burned down the Firefly Funhouse. He cut a promo on him this week. And then, uh, but then Bray, we all know he's a SmackDown guy. Yeah, he's gonna be on Miz TV on Friday. That's dumb. So Crown Jewel... Uh, is probably going to be their blow-off. You'd think, and if Bray's going to be on Miss TV on Friday, that probably means he's not winning that title. No, it doesn't. And in fact, it's going to be exactly what we thought it was going to be. Seth is going to beat The Fiend cleanly because he keeps on talking about this uh, last man standing match was to set up how far he has to go Exactly. because exactly. now apparently murder is okay um, well, in this particular match. Tempted. Well, if you think about it, like that was the thing preventing the last match from having what people want a satisfying finish for, the ref had to stop it because murder was about to happen. Yeah. In this case, I mean, they made the point of saying the that. only the only further the only thing he could do further was kill the guy. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but in terms of like long term stories that are actually being built, no, oh, none. Nothing. I mean, I'm legitimately looking through this. I mean, Andrade and Sin Cara are in a feud right now. It's not yeah. really a story. Yeah, it's a feud. Uh, the I do kind of appreciate that they are setting up. They are starting to wheel out a lot of their young talent. Like we're yeah. getting that Umberto had a really yeah, good a fun match against AJ. Yeah. And the spotlight was big on him. Street profits. They're obviously big on them and the crowd's big on the street profits. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of people who have an actual story right now, it, it's no like it besides like just sort of a feud where you fight a couple times. Cause I think Becky Lynch and Oscar might be in kind of that. Yeah. 
three hours and there's one story. I know. And that's Lana Rusev and Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Which is which is blowing up YouTube right now. Yeah, and if that's kind of like your one story you're hanging your head on. Not a great spot to be in. No. I mean, three hours. And yes, there's always going to be good wrestling because WWE has like yeah. a lot of great talent. Yeah, and there's always be inter- fun and interesting moments. But And that's the thing about WWE right now is that is that, and this has been the way for years now, they get by exclusively on how good their talent is, yeah. not on the strength of their creative or their yep. long-term vision. Yep. Um, and so that's kind of a problem. That being said, there were fun things to enjoy about Raw last mm-hmm. night. I didn't think it was an episode that was like, oh, God, I have to groan through the entire thing because I'm fine. I'm totally fine watching uh, a series of really fun matches. I'm fine yeah. with that. Yeah, that's fine. But it's not must-see. No. It's not like, oh, man, not I got to tune in. Not in the least. There's nothing about WWE programming right now. Because there's a, you could see great matches pretty much anywhere these yeah, days. Yeah, no. Like, they're happening all over the place. You can go to your local indie promotion and see great matches, you know? Some of them, yeah. Yeah. Some of them. Some of them. Some of them. Some. Anyways, let's kick things off. Show opened up with uh, Paige um, coming out to introduce the tag team. She said uh, she was... Happy to be even just a small part of their success. Mm-hmm. She's talking about Asuka, Kyrie Sane. They meet her out on the ramp. They walk down to the ring. Uh, Paige starts dropping a promo, and then Asuka grabs the mic from her. Yeah. And then uh, she starts going in on a promo in yeah, Japanese. Yeah, speaking in Japanese. And yeah. Paige, and Paige is, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, ascertain whether Paige understood what they were saying. It kind of felt that way based on her body language. Because uh, she's like... Why, why are you saying that? That's kind of the, the, the vibe I got from her. I, I don't think there's any evidence to suggest she knows any Japanese. I, I, yeah. So I think it might be a body language thing. But either way, she was put off by having yes. the mic snatched. Twice. She's First like, hey, I was Asuka. in the middle of something. First by Asuka, then Kyrie. I, I actually, I'll be honest, until Becky showed up, I really like this. Yeah. Um, um, so uh, Asuka gives the mic back to Paige and pretty much immediately Kyrie snatches it from her does the same thing <laughs> she's all giggling and stuff. I know it's great it's their awesome. new gear looks great oh it looks amazing and then she's like about to give Paige the mic and the mic, and she drops it Paige bends over to pick it pick it up gets back up turns towards Asuka she gets the green mist <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked the crowd wasn't into that they were like oh boo they were, it was very disconcerting to the crowd. Yeah. They were not cheering that. I was cheering. I yeah, was, I was like, I was yeah, good. take that. That's pretty cool. I don't care who it is. Take that. Yeah, green mist. Green green mist. So then uh, Paige rolls to the, or she goes to the outside. She's helped to the outside. And she's like, give me water. Give me water. My my face is all yeah, messed my up. Eyes. And there's a dude with a huge bottle of water that's just kind of barely squirting on a towel. It's like, that's, that, it's, it's got the bottle where you squirt Dude, this it. thing, yeah. No, no, it's got the thing in the bottle where you're supposed to oh, squirt yeah, it directly yeah. in their face. Yeah. So anyways, Oscar comes out sort of stalking. And uh, before she can get her hands on the uncleared uh, to take a bump page, yeah. which we all know, uh, Becky Lynch's music hits. Oh. She comes down. And uh, I was... Look, man, I'm just I'm just a huge fan of Oscar and Kyrie saying I'm a big fan of Becky Lynch too. I know this is a standard trope. The good guy can handle two bad guys, but I kind of wish that Oscar and Kyrie Sane would have got a little bit more offense. Yeah, no. On Becky Lynch before she pretty easily dispatched yeah, of the there two. There was of them. pretty much I don't know thirty seconds where the where Oscar and Kyrie had the upper hand until Becky sent Oscar into the timekeeper area. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Becky gets back in the ring. Kyrie leaves, and then we go to commercial. We come back. The match finally starts. Kyrie mm-hmm. Sane versus Becky Lynch, and it was a fun match. Yeah, no, I thought this was actually this match was a blast. They gave it like a super amount yeah, of time, they gave it a ton of time, and uh, no, it was an absolute blast. 
It was fun. So uh, early on, Becky goes for a disarmor. Kyrie escapes. Um, she leaves the ring. Becky goes for a baseball slide, misses, and Oscar comes around to distract Becky. Uh, Kyrie kind of hides on the opposite side of the ring steps uh, when Becky has her back turned. Then she lunges over the ring steps, tries to hit a forearm. Becky sees her, clothesline. Um, uh, but eventually, though, she kicks Becky into the ring steps. Uh, we have another commercial break. We come back. Kyrie's in control. She's got the anchor on Becky. Um, event, but Becky kind of rolls through it, gets a roll-up pin opportunity, gets a two count. Um, Becky goes for a suplex. Kyrie reverses it into a DDT, gets a two. Um, Kyrie's on the top rope. Uh, Becky, sender to the mat, gets in the second rope, leg drop, two count. Um, and then uh, Becky's dropping Kyrie with some kicks. Asuka tries to interfere. Instead, she gets laid out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Becky gets back in the ring, eats a nasty back fist. Oh, that was awesome. That, that was back great. fist was beautiful. Judas effect. Um, that's an elbow, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, kicks out at two, and then pretty much as soon as she kicks out, she gets up and just puts the disarmor on Kyrie. Yeah, I sort of turned my head for a second, and then I all know, of a sudden she was in it. Out of nowhere. And then I think pretty sure the ref called the bell before Kyrie actually tapped out. It was pretty much bang, bang, was, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty quick. Yeah, it was pretty bang, bang. And so Kyrie taps. Um... It was a fun match. Like I said, though, just the finish kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of felt like if that's the finish, then at any point Becky just could have pretty much slapped the disarmor on her. And then even at that, like, I'm surprised that they didn't have Asuka immediately pounce. Like, I thought that her and Asuka No, instead kind of, of Becky kind of kicked at Kyrie a couple times. Yeah. Like, I thought they were kind of in a thing. Don't they have, like, a match that's supposed to be coming up or no. something? No. No, Kyrie's the one that pinned Becky after Asuka missed her. Yeah. Missed like it her. Asuka and... Becky really need to. I think they're going to come around to that. I would think. Mm-hmm. I would think because Oscar is the one yeah, person. Well, Survivor that Series Becky's is never up. Beat the the uh, ad for Survivor Series kind of felt like they're going to go to brand versus brand because it was it a bunch felt of, like the same exact stuff they used last year. The same yeah, assets. Which is brand versus brand. I would think that if they're not going to do that because of the whole network thing, do they even know what they're doing with Survivor Series yet? Probably not. The answer is no. What is it, a month away? Less? Less. Less than? It's 23rd, I think. Uh, November. Yeah. So, no, I got to, you know, like have have them attack Becky or something. Have them do something. Exactly. Oh, my goodness Agreed. Um. Anyways. But now they're going to, I guess they're going to head over to, uh, That's is that this week on NXT? The uh, tag match between Team yeah, and Yeah, it's tomorrow. Yeah. Nice. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, next, our truth had a match against Buddy Murphy. Before match, though, our truth had an interview, um, and he said, uh, "Now that he's on Raw by himself, he doesn't have Carmella with him anymore. She's on SmackDown. Yeah, that's a big drag. Uh, he needs another set of eyes to watch his back, and so he just puts on some glasses." He said he went down to Lens Crafters. They had a deal, and he uh, now he's got uh, reading glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Buddy Murphy comes out and says he's Australia's finest. Mm-hmm. Um, and Finest. and yeah. <laughs> whatever happened to Kona Reeves? <laughs> finest. Yeah, Kona Reeves is universally the finest. I guess so. Buddy Murphy is local finest. Yes. Uh, anyways, he says, I'm going to win or something. Yeah. Um, 
Matt's is going. Yeah, how long do you think Buddy Murphy can go? Can do this whole "you've never heard of me" thing? He's been he's been on TV quite a bit. Yeah, like five times. Well, he was on two hundred five a lot. Yeah, but like main roster TV, he's been on like five times. And he was brief. I know he was briefly involved in that Roman Reigns, who because he to, was milling about, tried to kill Roman Reigns. That's thing. still one of my favorite stories. I know that's great. Anyways, the uh, match is going on, and the Singh brothers run out to the ringside area. Loser locker room gives chase, and they're just doing laps around the ring. Our truth is like, oh, I want my 24-7 title back. He hops down there and gets in line. He's chasing around a few times. He's about to get counted out, so he gets back in the ring. Uh, Buddy hits him with the Kamagoye, uh, Kota Ibushi's finisher, mm-hmm. to get the win. He, yeah. he didn't even need to use Murphy's Law. No, he didn't. No, Roger, when you're all distracted and stuff, you kind of just need like a signature yeah. to get somebody. That's such a cool move. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. The twenty four seven thing is uh yeah is what it is. Remember when they had momentum for a bit, and it seemed like that was the one uh, uh, venue for silly storytelling. Now it's not even that. Yeah, I don't even know what it is now. Well, they got the Singh brothers involved. That's okay. They could be doing more with that. You got three hours for freak's sake. Anyways, uh, after that, we got another AOP promo. Mm-hmm. Kind of on the precipice of just want to see these guys fight. Yeah, I know. It's getting to the point where it feels like they should get out of that room. It's another Alistair Black situation where they're, yeah, just, I know. they're just keeping themselves in a room Can talking. see how that works. Rather than just fighting. He's still in his room. <laughs> like, my, my thing about the W, it's, it's absolutely insane. It's so crazy that, like, the story these days is, and maybe we'll do a news brief today about this. I don't know. But... You've got uh, Casey Michael of mm. uh, Square Circle Sirens, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Who's pretty plugged into the NXT locker room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's evidence of that. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's talking about. Saying that a lot of people in NXT are unhappy right now. Yeah. And they're literally running out of locker room space. They've signed so many people, right? Which is obscene. Yeah, that's We all crazy. know this. A year ago, six months ago, we were saying, it's going to be interesting in six months to a year. See how this plays out. And this is how it's playing out. Yeah. There ain't room for anybody on TV. No. And you have a bunch of people just sitting around doing a whole lot of nothing. There's that. But also when there is room, they write something or a a segment for Aleister Black. Rather than have him do something different or interesting, he's just regurgitating the same stuff he did three months ago. Well, they're also hell-bent on this 50-50 stuff so that you can't have, like, why, why aren't Authors of Pain coming out during this squash match and challenging War Raiders? I mean, I know they're building the crown jewel, but why don't you? You have endless it's, dream it's match what scenarios. That's what you do. You have the Warrior Raiders come out. They beat. Uh, it was ridiculous. Uh, Rizzo and Bryant, the Chicago Cubs. That was that was silly. That that was. The, anyways, I'll get to that more later. Warrior Raiders win that match. They leave. Have AOP come out. And it's like, oh, you can squash these guys. We can squash them better. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Or just, or hey, have them in the crowd or something like front yeah, row yeah, scouting. Yeah, advance the story. I know. Advance it. I know. It was so. I mean, did you not see the irony of Alistair Black sitting in the room saying doing the same thing over and over again is is the definition and expecting different results is the definition of insanity? Like you, that's what you do. Yeah, I know. That's what they do. I know. It's like advanced stuff. Let's see something else. I really like these AOP promos. They're very good. Yeah. But, man, like, you have a litany of dream match scenarios, and they don't take it. They've got, like, the like how many founding members of Bullet Club do they have? A lot. And Finn's over on NXT, which is fine. He's doing the Prince Devitt thing, and it's cool now. Yeah. Hopefully it will be. Yeah, hopefully we'll, be. we'll find out tomorrow. But it's like for years now they've had that opportunity. Nothing. I know. You have dream match after dream match. That's thinking, one of the most frustrating things about that. I was thinking the other day, uh, or yesterday, rather, um, there was two – Potentially really good storylines involving The Miz over on SmackDown. 
they were like the the stuff with him and Shane was actually kind of fun. Yeah, sure. Never really resolved itself in any sort of satisfying way. Not really. Their blow off was that cage match where Shane slipped out of his shirt to get the win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then going back a little bit further, the Daniel Bryan Miz stuff. That was big, yeah. And they didn't do any. There's well, no follow through. Go even further back, Miz and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, they have just, they have uh, just so many built-in stories with all their talent, and they don't do any of them. <laughs> just don't do them. <laughs> like. Like, I don't want to get all negative Nelly here, but that is honestly one of the most frustrating things about WWE is that you've got so many dream match scenarios. Like, why is Shinsuke... I mean, we're know, finally getting that now. We're finally getting Nakamura and Brian. Right. Finally. Finally. Yeah. And who knows what that's going to... They'll probably have two matches up. and then no, no satisfying end to it. <laughs> all right, well, that's a wrap on that one. And it's like, we'll be able to say, hey, we had some cool matches because Daniel Bryan don't put on bad matches. No. He doesn't. He does, no. He's not capable of it even mm-hmm. on the lowest of low like you can put him on main event or 205 mm-hmm. and he'll put on just a killer musty match mm-hmm. but i don't know yeah shinsuke nakamura versus aj styles and it's like did we really get any memorable matches out of that were no, there we any got- big memorable moments besides the low blow stuff no, we got one decent match out of that. Anyways, after that, the Street Profits come out and spend about five minutes talking. It was yeah. kind of awkward. You could tell the dialogue was written. They're over, though. Like, the crowd was all chanting, we want the smoke, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, that has to feel great, mm-hmm. especially to Angelo Dawkins. Mm-hmm. There's that thing where, like, one of those dudes, th- this was sort of the story of uh, of Tyler Breeze in Breaking Ground. How it's like he spent years and years and years Trying and trying and trying, and finally he got Tyler Breeze over, yeah. and it's like, oh, my God, that's awesome. And so I feel that for the Street Profits, mm-hmm. especially Angelo Dawkins. Because mm-hmm. he's been in developmental for seven years. Ages. Yeah. And it's like, man, he's been there forever, and you can see it on his face that it's like, man, I've got, the, I've got a main roster raw crowd chanting my thing. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. After main eventing the week prior. Yeah, that's so cool. It is cool. And it's obvious that they want to use these guys. Yes. Hopefully they take full advantage of what they have yes, to the, offer. The, there are a couple guys, though. You don't really have to write, script their promos to, to the letter. You don't, and this kind of felt like it, it did was. Feel, it did feel like it, because when... In NXT, when they were doing... You can tell in NXT when they're doing promos in ring, there was at least some some structure to the promo. Sure. But it felt like it, they were left to their own devices to come from the like actual it. verbiage. Yeah, it you felt know? like it, yeah. As opposed to this, felt like, all right, it's Heyman, whoever wrote it. It's like, okay, I'm going to try to write some story beats tailored to how I think you would say them. Yeah. As opposed to saying, here are the story beats I want you to hit. Go deliver it. What's yeah. going on with your coffee there? I just dripped some coffee on my way. Oh, dear. It's okay. It's not that hot. Because I think I think that if if they could come up with their own promo stuff, I mean, it's, the sky's the limit for them. And I'm not taking away the possibility that maybe they did and they were able to. And there's just the point of going out cold in front of a large main roster Entirely crowd. Possible. Maybe they just were a little, but it did feel a little bit off. Uh, but regardless, they're over. They came out. They had a good time. Mm-hmm. Then they go back out through the crowd. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think it was, it was a little bit awkward, like. Yeah, I know they were told to do this. Angelo was chanting, we want the smoke to their end. Uh, yeah, the song came back on after they did the promo. Yeah, and, doing, and we it was want just a smoke. little, I don't know, it was a bit much. Yeah. It, it honestly feels like the kind of thing that was built up so beautifully organically, and then they just, like, creative net, like Heyman or whoever, mm-hmm. just doesn't know how to, like, keep that going. <laughs> no, I know. Well, it's, it's, it's a situation where something kind of starts getting over organically, and it, you know, it's, it's, it goes back to WB subtlety problem. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's like, why, could, why be subtle when you could be ham fisted? Yeah, right. And oh, something's getting over. Let's yeah. like triple down on it. Let's, 
you know? Exactly, yeah. Let's just hammer that home. Let's run it into the ground as much as we can. Yeah. After that, we had a really terrific ricochet yeah, versus Drew McIntyre match, punctuated by Drew McIntyre and Hulk Hogan, evidently starting a feud of their own. Oh, man, that was great. <laughs> Drew is pretty much the best. So. And that may be probably the most terrifying and yet awesome sell job on an RKO I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, that was something else. Uh, so uh, Hogan and Flair come down first, and then Hogan's like, all right, Ricochet, come on down. And then Flair does the same thing with uh, Drew. Hogan and Flair are talking trash. You could barely hear some of it. Hogan says something like, for 35 years, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, before the bell rings, as Drew's making his entrance, Ricochet hits a Ray Phoenix-esque uh, suicide dive senton type, type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he has the advantage early. At one point, Drew's trying to get back in the ring. He kicks him out. Falls with a tope, but then he's got the the rock tape on the ribs, mm-hmm. the kinesio tape. Well, obviously, you need the full rib tape, yeah, because uh, our friendo Burl, mm-hmm. not to be confused with announcer Burl Bruce, yeah, uh, mentioned, hey Ricochet, he's an FPOS this week. I kind of feel like you need the DDP rib. You tape. You need the rib tape, to, not the rock tape. No, rock tape doesn't qualify. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, Ricochet, he's going for some sort of springboard thing. Uh, Drew catches him uh, and then drapes him, ribs first across the top rope, and then he starts working over the ribs. He uh, like just tosses him around ringside a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think there's an abdominal stretch in there too. Um, at one point, Drew just slaps the heck out of Ricochet. Mm-hmm. It was like yeah. a thunderous slap. Oh, my God. That sounded like a chop. Yeah, man. <laughs> and, and, of course, Ricochet, who's probably the best seller in the business right now, just collapsed. Yeah. That's and then Drew out. turns and points to Hogan. <laughs> but that little bit of momentary kind of distraction moment between uh, allows Ricochet to make a brief comeback. Then he hits, then he eats a boot, mm-hmm. and then Drew lock, uh, drops a leg drop on him. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and then Drew gets out of the ring and starts getting in Hogan's face. Oh, that was It was good. amazing. You know Hogan was so excited about that. Oh, I know. <laughs> he was so geeked about that. Like, I'm going to drop a leg on you, brother. <laughs> uh, then Drew hits like a razor's edge buckle bomb. Ow. That looked like that hurt. Yeah, dude. Those always, yeah. And he starts doing Hogan's uh, uh, poses. Mm-hmm. It's flexing poses. Oh, it's great. Yeah, because you can tell Drew was having a blast. Oh, man. Too. He was eating it up. I mean, could you imagine one of these dudes? Like, you know, he's what, probably mid 30s or late 30s or whatever. It's like, yeah, you're going to work a mini program today with Hulk Hogan. Yeah, you get you to talk <laughs> trash to Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Because you know, Hogan probably loves Drew. Maybe. You're what the business should be, brother. Maybe. Tall. <laughs> Tall. <laughs> Jacked. <laughs> um,. And then uh, later on, Drew goes for another buckle bomb. Uh, Ricochet reverses it into a Rana, and that sends Drew headfirst into, the, I think, the second turnbuckle. Um, and then Ricochet eventually, off that, hits the springboard clothesline, follows with the line, salt, gets a two count. Uh, later on, Ricochet tries to lift up Drew, fireman's carry position. He struggles with it. Drew escapes, and that allows him to hit a reverse Alabama slam. That gets a two. Uh, Ricochet makes a little mini comeback. Drew squashes it with a headbutt, discus clothesline. Gets him a two count. Uh, Drew and Ricochet on the top rope. Drew's going for a superplex. Ricochet knocks him off, so Drew's feet are kind of hooked on the bottom rope. Mm-hmm. And Drew does that thing where he does the, the, the sit-up belly to belly off the top rope to Ricochet. And then Drew goes for a Claymore. Ricochet hits an Insigiri. Goes for a 450. Drew rolls out of the way. Ricochet lands on his feet. Pretty much as soon as he lands on his feet, Orton magically appears in the ring, hits with an RKO, yeah. and Ricochet pretty much is planted on the crown of his head with his neck kind of going the way you don't want to go when you're yeah. doing that sort of head thing. But he had his forearms down. Yeah. So the, the whole brunt of the impact wasn't on 
the top of his head. Somebody mentioned here in chat. Let me go back for a second. Uh, here we go. Uh, Dumpster Monkey said, being in the live crowd, I have no idea where Randy came from, <laughs> which is fantastic. Yeah. Which is fantastic. ALK. Hey, we could have made a lot of money together back in the day, brother. You and me, brother. No way. He never say back in the day. He'd say today. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm ready to get those paychecks. I mean, wrestle again, brother. <laughs> Come on. So after the match, Team Flair poses, and then they toss Ricochet out of the ring, and they pose some more. Mm-hmm. Fun match, although uh, Drew's DQ cost me 10 points. Um, because Randy yeah, and Drew are aligned, right. members of Team Flair. Yeah, how did we? How did we each do? We gotta, we gotta do these draft. When are we gonna? When are we supposed to be doing draft? We're supposed to be doing those on Mondays. Yeah, yeah. Our draft. We gotta get back on. I gotta once I get my stupid laptop back, man. Which is like never ending story. Yeah, it is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna whip up a little graphic. We can run. There we go. Towards the end well, of I'm the keeping, show, I'm keeping score throughout Ron's, Ron's and SmackDown. No, I know. That's what. Do you happen to know off the I top can, of your head? Well, off the top of my head, but I can pull it up real quick. Like did you, here. did you keep all the scores from last night? I did, apart from one thing. Oh, okay. Which I'm happy you reminded me. You're still ahead. Okay. Pretty handy. Probably not as much, though, right? No, more so because War Raiders keep winning. You're by 80 some points. Oh, so screw you, everybody who said Steve lost the draft. It's only three weeks in. You can still you can still choke away pretty easily. Oh, yeah. Probably will. Yeah. Probably will. But I didn't include uh, Lashley standing tall at the end of the show. Who's so got Lashley? You do. Yes. And Rusev Ooh. losing that brawl. Oh, yeah. So. I had a feeling this was going to turn like the friggin' A story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious! Anyways, um, wait. Who has you have Rusev or I have Rusev? You have Rusev and Lashley. Nice, all sorts of stuff going on. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. That Crown Jewel match might be fun. Who knows? Oh, Hogan's, the Team Hogan Team Flair would probably be ridiculous. Hogan's gonna drop a leg drop on somebody, man. I'm telling you, nah, nah. It's worth it, brother. It's worth all the back. No, pain. He's got like he's got to have another back surgery. He's not gonna do a leg drop. He can't get his leg high enough to a boot. Probably he's gonna do something. Uh, after that, we had the OC backstage. They're talking to Humberto Carrillo, and uh, AJ's pretty much telling him, you really want to prove yourself. Prove yourself against the real champ around here, AJ Why Styles. Why did it look like Humberto was already beat up? Did he have like a dark match on top of this or something? Oh, maybe. Like his, his chest already looked like it was all beat to hell. Yeah, I don't know. Pretty he had Seth last week in a yeah. really good match. Um, and so uh, AJ says, step in the ring with me. We'll see what you got. I want to know what you got. I'm the real champ around here. I'm U.S. champ. I'm U.S. champ. <laughs> and then they all sort of did a little slide too sweet. <laughs> and Carl said, this ain't for you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Talking to Humberto. And then Gallo said something as they were walking away. This ain't your world, man. <laughs> I love that stuff. That little stuff cracks me yeah, up. Yeah, all the asides and mm-hmm. the, the obviously ad lib stuff. This ain't your world, man. All right. Next, this was, this was pretty lousy. Um, so they had a couple of local enhancement talents that were wearing Cubs jerseys, and they named them Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo, and Chris Bryant. So you're the baseball guy here. What was the significance of? Like, well, they're in St. Louis. Okay. The Cubs and the Cardinals. Okay. Are in the same division, rivals of sorts. Okay. However, uh, uh, the regular baseball season is over. Sure. Yeah. I didn't know. Um, did like the Cubs prevent the Cardinals from? No. Well, the Cardinals <clears throat> made the playoffs, I believe. Um, but. Uh, I mean, the, the the one of the issues is that both Rizzo and Bryant were wearing Ryan Sandberg jerseys. He wore mm. number twenty three for the Chicago Cubs. Okay. Um, neither of these individuals looked anything like Rizzo and Bryant, so to label them as such. Oh, okay. Was it, it was just it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like why? Yeah. Why? I would have thought there'd be like a massive like, 
IP thing? Like, they wouldn't be able to get away with this if it was the NFL. NFL's like super protective. Oh, yeah, not at all. Of their stuff. Not at all. I was kind of shocked when I was like, wait, they're straight up. They call, they're calling the Chicago Cubs. That's yeah, weird. the Chicago Cubs. And like the crowd's like, all right. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was odd because like they're using like logos and names and stuff. Yeah, I know. It's kind of odd. Unless they had like permission somehow. Doubtful. It was terrible, is what it was. Terrible. Anyways, War Raiders decimated them. Win with the Viking experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the Viking Raiders got to show off all their cool moves and stuff. Pretty sure I just like fixed dinner during this. Yeah, he didn't. Actually, I did because after this, we had dinner. I turned the TV off. I watched later, but anyways. Uh, after that, that was terrible. Uh, we got a quick little backstage bit. No real talking. But Lashley and Lana, or they were talking. They could have been just fake talking. I mean, yeah, it looked like it could be the opening to like a Brazzers video mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, but then nothing happened. Uh, after that, we had Andrade versus Sin Cara, but <clears throat> Sin Cara uh, was granted an interview prior mm-hmm. and introduced Catalina. Or Carolina, because the graphics said Carolina, and then on .com, I think they have her name as Carolina. There was even commentary, even. Like, Dio said yeah. Catalina, and then uh, 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 Vic corrected him and said Carolina. So even they were off. I mean, they should kind of figure out the name is before going on here. She had a promo. Remember how I said, like, when you speak, and, and I don't know if Spanish is her. No, I, there's all sorts of people on Twitter saying, oh, this is somebody named Jesse something. Oh, I don't know. She, no. She's a recent signee. Yeah. She had a tryout, I think, at one of the South American tryouts. Now, I'm say. all for bringing up people. If you gotta, if you need to use them, bring them up. That's cool. She's probably fine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, her promo was silly as crap, and it was in – it was in Spanish, and it's sort of. I was like, you know, if you're gonna do a promo and sort of, maybe, maybe it's not her her first language, uh, but it was it was like, man, even even in a language. I mean, I she don't, was, she she was part of the August class, Catalina Garcia. Yeah, that's her actual name. Okay, so right, she's cool. she's a pretty recent signee. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, he was cheesy, but he was she was her she was Sincara's insurance policy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, but it didn't really matter. No, because Andrade, uh, Zelina Vega was able to nullify the insurance policy, and Andrade got rolled up. Uh, I'm sorry, Andrade rolled up Sin Cara, mm-hmm. had his feet on the ropes of all things, mm-hmm. and uh, got the win. Um, she was wrestling in Chile. Oh, cool! Right on. Under the name Jesse. Oh, ah, that's why. Okay. Yeah, I thought and she I saw just that made her NXT somewhere. live event debut. This is according to FIFA on October 10th. Well, that's cool. And she'd only wrestled three matches for NXT. Well, maybe her and Sin Cara will be a regular thing. Probably not, but... Interesting. Um, anyway, Sin Cara, did you go through this match yet while I was reading the I, I went to the finish, man. I right. don't need to get into the minutia. Um, that reverse destroyer type thing that Sin Cara did on Andrade, that was pretty crazy. I could watch these guys like go at it like all day long. Yeah, They're no, really good. Great. They great. got a great chemistry. Yeah, it was really stuff. good. But yeah, Vega hops on the ring uh, during the pin, and then Carolina, Catalina, kind of like grabs her ankle a little bit. Vega goes for Arana. Uh, Catalina, Carolina catches her, tosses the barricade. Catalina, man, that's her name. Um, and then uh, Andrade rolls up Sin Cara, feet on the ropes, get the win. Yeah. After that, we had Charlotte and, uh, I'm sorry, Natalia and uh, this week's partner, partner de jour, Charlotte. Uh, who looked like she was snoozing her way. She, I don't want to say snoozing. She looked like Roman did last week on SmackDown. How it's like... I'm not involved in anything really significant here. 
I'm, you know, I can just cruise and have fun. Yeah, she. I mean, it looked like house show Charlotte. Yeah, she had a smile on her face the entire time. She was mocking uh, Peyton Royce a little yeah. bit. Yeah, um, it was good stuff. It was non non consequential. Uh, Charlotte was in control early. Tags in Italia. Uh, keeps the advantage till Peyton slams her down on her back. Billy Kay puts in the sharpshooter. Charlotte spears Peyton to prevent the breakup, and Kay taps out. Yeah, it was. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot going on. Iconic's got some screen time. Their their entrance gear is great. The, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The white frilly thing that they got going on. And they they said a lot that they're the longest reigning tag champions. So yeah. Well, hopefully Oscar and Kyrie Sam will break that streak. Sorry, I just footsied you. My new shoes too. After that, uh, Seth Rollins apparently did a bump because uh, he seemed coked out during this uh, interview here. <laughs> I mean, he finally seemed like he was kind of on edge a little bit. I don't know, man. He didn't seem like he was on edge. He seemed like he was. Like really, ha- it was like when The Rock showed up that one time. And it's like, man, did he do a line or something? Yeah, I've been know. watching a lot of Succession lately. Oh, okay. And there's like, it's during a period when one of the characters is doing a lot of cocaine. So well, I think I think, that's just I, think I think that was his attempt to being on edge. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I felt like it was att- his. It was just his attempt to like bring some energy to a promo. Because I didn't get no, that. I, I just know. I just got that he was like, oh yeah, I've got it. I'm gonna do this. Oh, I got last man didn't know a uh, uh, false count anywhere with uh, yeah. Rowan, yeah. formerly of the Wyatt family. I'm like, isn't didn't they try to retcon that out or something? Like, aren't you not supposed to reference that? Guess Rowan you, is guess his own guy can. now. I guess you can't. Uh, end of it though, Seth says the only way to end the fiend is to beat the fiend and beat the fiend, and keep the title. So that's what I'm gonna do. He really should have said that the other way. The other, the only way to beat the fiend is to end the fiend. That sounds more dramatic, right I know. there. It's like I don't know. Seth, here's the thing about Seth. Seth can, people talk a lot. These, how is Seth going to be cool again? How's he going to be cool? You know, the only way Seth is ever going to be cool is just put on great matches. This was a really cool match. It was fun, yeah. This was a fun match. Uh, he just needs to never talk. Just don't ever open your mouth. Well, he can talk just like, give him three sentences. I feel like that's a lot. You feel like he can, can do a, compromise? He can do a lot of damage with three sentences to three, his character. I say one, you say three. Two. In the middle. Two. <laughs> yeah. All right. And nothing about like Avengers or anything. Nothing oh, yeah, nerdy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. Yeah. Remember RVD mm-hmm. in WWE? He never said anything. No, he didn't have to talk. And why? Why was he so cool? Because he was just amazing he, in the ring. Well, that, but he he, he he had the aura of cool. I'm bringing him the up. The way he carried himself was because cool. Because somebody here in chat, I forget who it is, I'm sorry, uh, mentioned how RVD used to spike his head too, like Ricochet did. Oh, it was great. So awesome. As long as they keep those forearms down, you should be all right. Yeah, dude. I'm not even sure he did half the time. RVD was crazy. Yeah, Look he was crazy. That dude keeps it real. You see him on Twitter? Yeah, I'm aware of his escapades. <laughs> well, beyond the pool stuff. Oh. People, somebody asked him the other day, at this point in your career, who would you like to, who, who's oh. the dream opponent? And he's like, I don't give an F. Yeah, no. He doesn't care. And they're like, what about Seth Rollins? I think it'd be cool. He's like, yeah, like I had to put his ass over back in 2014. Yeah, I remember that. I think he does not like he he referenced people in his view taking advantage in an interview a while yeah, ago. Yeah, remember that taking advantage of him during his last WWE run. And I wonder if he means Seth Rollins. Yeah, I don't know, but the fact that he just referenced that or he, yeah, he talked yeah, crap yeah. about him on Twitter, basically. Yeah, who knows? Anyways, this was a fun match though. Early on, Rowan's tossing Seth around ringside, drops him face first into the barricades near the ramp, follows with a massive boot. Only gets a two count though. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Rowan tosses Seth over the barricade. They're brawling up through the crowd and up into the concourse. Uh, Rowan tosses Seth into the merch stand. 
And then Uranagi Seth through the merch table. That only gets them a two. Mm-hmm. We go to commercial. We come back. They're back in the ringside area, and Seth's in control. Yeah. That seems like a massive story beat to just kind of gloss over. Plot twist. Really is. So Seth hits two suicide dives. Rowan catches the third one. Seth escapes and then pushes Rowan to the ring steps. Not once, but twice. L.A. Lakers 2020 champs here says he said that he, since he's working for Impact, he can finally take his wife and girlfriend backstage. <laughs> Oh, goodness. So Seth goes for another suicide dive. Rowan picks up the ring steps, and it's like, dong, dong, on Seth as he's about to get uh, jump out of the ring. And then Rowan hits a huge fun splash ringside, gets a two count. Good fun splash. A Rowan might have the best fun splash. He does, yeah. Um, and then Rowan powerbombs Seth into the, the ring post. Again, Seth kicks out. Uh, Ro- Rowan's carrying Seth up the ramp, I believe. Fireman's carry position. He was hitting the 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 circle. Yeah, the button circle button a lot because eventually he gets he, down. Yeah, he escapes. Uh, still leaves a clothesline though. So Rowan goes over the announce table, clears it off, uh, tries to put Seth through it via iron claw, but Seth escapes. He's on the top of the announce table, hits a super kick, and follows it up with a stomp on the announce table. Rowan kicks out. Yeah, well, Seth took forever to get Yeah, he to did. Him, so. so Rowan ends up on the floor, off the ramp, off the stage. Seth's still on the announce table. He has a crossbody off that, onto Rowan, on the floor. Fun splash. And then takes a chair to Rowan as they start battling backstage. Uh, Rowan gets the, the, the chair from Rollins and, and then picks up a road case and throws it at Seth. Seth evades. Uh, in the process of evading, he happens to get a ladder, attacks Rowan with it, stomps him on the ladder and then there's a, a forklift right there and so he positions Rowan under forklift and there's a couple dudes that's hanging around there and he goes any of you guys know how to operate this thing and this guy goes I do get in there and lower it yeah, says Seth barking at him get in yeah. there come on do it turn yeah. on and so they lower channeling his inner Vince they lower the forklift lower it do it so, and then he gets in there and does it himself yeah and so dude does it and then Seth stands on top of the the bed of the forklift and gets the win. And then we're back. Somebody made this joke on Twitter. Back at the Super Bowl. <laughs> at least they didn't do the 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 shot, the 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 point of view of forklift oh, shot that they did at the halftime heat. Didn't I know. Baron Corbin use a forklift also at some uh, against point against Dean Ambrose. Yeah. 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 Tried and true tradition right there. I guess so. Anyways, after that, uh, Lana and Lashley backstage. Lashley says, is this where he said something like, I'm going to go back there with you or something? Yeah, and then she goes, no, I want to take care of this myself. Yeah. After that, Aleister Black is back in his room talking about picking a fight with me. Put him in a story. Just throw a name out there, man. You can put him in a story with him. Buddy Murphy. There you go. There you go. Just have him go out there over the course of several weeks and put on awesome matches. Yeah, Give right. Them 15 minutes yeah. every Raw yeah. to tear the house down, and they'll both get over regardless of who wins. I mean, Alistair's going to win the matches, but they'll both get over because right. they're so damn People good. People will be so excited about that. Yes. It's, it's just damn simple sometimes. It really is. It just seems so easy. I know. Yeah. You've got a couple guys that you're underutilizing, put them in a program against each other. Yeah, right. I know there, there's this worry that they got to protect these new talents, but here's the thing. If people put on really good matches on a consistent basis, they will get themselves over. From there, you work on their character, and then, you know, after, I don't know, 10 weeks or so, think, okay, we got a story for you. Give it a try. Yeah. Just give it people an opportunity to put on really good matches. First I was thinking about that about AEW. It's going to be interesting because they, they, they have found some creative ways to protect certain guys, 
with that win-loss record thing meaning so much, it's going to be interesting down the line how they're able to keep that up. Mm -hmm. Because some Mm -hmm. you think would have to give at some Mm -hmm. point. But it'll be interesting to watch. They're creative fellas. Yeah. Um, after Alistair's thing where he's the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over expecting different results. I kind of, I, I kind of hope that he wrote that line. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, or at least there's some like whoever self-awareness was, was Heyman. Yeah. yeah. Involved in all that. Um, again, waiting for someone to pick a fight with them and come through the door. Uh, after that, we had a recap of uh, Brock destroying team Mysterio on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And then we get AJ Styles versus Humberto Carrillo. Uh, I guess the story early on that one is is AJ kind of taken by surprise by Humberto because Creo has the upper hand early, um, but AJ gets the advantage after Creo I think tries to go for a moonsault off the apron misses and then AJ drives him into the barricade and falls with a tornado DDT off the barricade that was pretty cool. Uh, come back from commercial, uh, AJ still with the advantage uh, until Humberto unleashes a couple kicks. Final one, right? Oh, no, it was when he tries for a couple kicks and AJ dodges him. Mm-hmm. And finally, uh, Humberto hits him one in the head. Uh, he hits Aztec Press. AJ kicks out. I don't yeah. know if you seen anybody kick out of the I don't Aztec think I, Press yeah. before. And it was pretty early in the match. Yeah, it was. Uh, Creo goes for a moonsault, misses. Uh, AJ hits that, uh, like he's going for Mishinoku driver, but reverse DDT, gets a two. AJ's setting up for a phenomenal forearm. Creo pushes him off the ropes. Follows the moonsault, hits it this time, gets a two count. Um, and then Creo tries for a top rope move, and it looked like AJ like hit a mid-air chop block, essentially. Yeah. Follows up <clears throat> immediately with a calf crusher. Uh, Creo taps out immediately. Yeah, that was a cool little bit of storytelling right there. I like that. You know, AJ, yeah, like you said, it's like a mid-air chop block. And this he falls comes down right and up. immediately starts like grabbing at his yeah. leg. Yeah. Good sell. Yeah. And then the calf sell. crusher, logical win for AJ. Yeah. I like that. That was good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the OC uh, hop in the ring after the match. Uh, AJ puts his hand out. Carrillo goes to shake. Then AJ pulls it back. Yeah. Uh, Creo punches AJ. Styles responds with a punch and a Styles clash. Uh, the OC set up for Magic Killer. Street Profits make the save. Clear the ring. Hopefully building new stars. Yeah. Uh, via the OC. Yeah. And to lead into the main event segment of the show, we get a Rusev, Lashley, and Lana recap of their story so far. Interesting that they're aware enough about how, I want to say the word popular. It is divisive, this story. Yeah. I mean, there seem to be people who hate it. And there seem to be people who are all on board with it. Um, I mean, even like amongst the Twitter follow, the, the wrestling Twitter followers, sorry, follows that I have, people that I really like, it, it's all torn. Yeah. You know, yeah. like Sean Ross Sapp loves this stuff. Yeah. Or at least he said so on Twitter last night. Yeah. Whether that was sarcastic or not. Yeah. Honest, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I saw that too. There's, I a couple, thought, there's a couple people that were like, oh, okay, this segment finally brought me in and then it seemed like uh, uh, this segment drove a lot of people I away. understand that it's like super silly obviously but I just think that so far the performances this is one of those things that I think could be a huge miss if the performances were cringy so I think it was DJ Booty Dan here in a discord asks one of his questions uh, for the day is mm-hmm. uh, where does this stand where did this segment stand on your top 10 cringiest segments and it doesn't even come close to to like the top 10 for me because to me segments that are so bad and for a lot of people this might be that but to me a segment that is you're just sitting there like embarrassed to be watching it mm-hmm. like the bailey this is your life 
is up in like the top five the for me. Sami Zayn with Bob Lashley's sisters. Up in the top five for me. When yeah. you're just sitting there and you know that there's like a good 10 minutes left and it's already just dying a, a harsh death. This, I thought, through the power of like Lawler stayed out of it pretty much. I, Lawler's, uh, in fact, Lawler's sympathy towards Rusev actually kind of helps it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way Rusev is playing. And then Lana's performance, I thought, was pretty darn good. She didn't stumble. She didn't. She knew how to play with the crowd. Um, she hit her beats really well. I thought from a performance standpoint, it was well-paced. It, it, it went along. And I thought everybody did a good job with um, what they were given. Uh, yeah, the performances elevated this above uh, Cringe Fest to maybe... I'm still not exactly sure how I feel about it. Yeah, because it's not—it's not a good story. It's not an interesting story. It's the—it's the the powers of the personalities involved that are keeping it from being an absolute disaster. And what did I say at the beginning of the show? WWE is exclusively getting by on how good their performers are. Yeah, not with what they're given. Um, but it, it, the material is not good enough that performances performances can elevate the material above and beyond what it is. It's definitely not must-see. No. It's not like, oh, I definitely want to tune in. No. But if presented with it, I'm going to I'm gonna do what, what it's designed to do and make me chuckle. It, it totally made me laugh and chuckle. And at no point was I sitting there like, oh, God, when is this going to be over? Um, the issue, another issue is, and this is looking forward, and this is just based more so on WB's history of not telling stories. So uh, Rusev, he got a pretty decent face pop through all this stuff. Yeah, sure. Um, as we've seen in the past, he's been in a comfortable position where it seems like the crowd's starting to get behind him. Mm-hmm. So say the story plays itself out. Rusev comes out on top, which is how it should play out. Yeah. Um, based on the narrative they're telling so far. Then what's next? Oh, yeah. I don't know. You know? There, there, there's no, there is no what's next. You know that. There is. There is That's why is, it's, it's, it's hard to get invested in anything. Yeah, sure. Because... I mean, the the next thing they have for Rusev is probably be, uh, in terms of not from a creative standpoint, but in terms of because the in my mind the idea you have a wrestler in, in, a, in a high profile storyline. The point is is to bit by bit, storyline by storyline, move them up the card. Um, especially if it's if it's working, and the crowd's getting behind or or, or getting or that person's getting a lot of heat. But that's not typically how WWE operates. No, it's like okay, we have this this storyline here. And based on the YouTube numbers, it seems like it's doing what it's supposed to be doing in terms of popping numbers, at least somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so they continue with the story, conclude it, and rather than use the storyline to elevate anybody involved with it, mm-hmm. at best there'll be a lateral move to something else. Yeah. yeah. And then when that sto- when that story doesn't get the the YouTube numbers that this one did, then it's like, oh, what are these people? What are these performers doing wrong? It's comparable to. You're, you're no, you're totally right. I mean, there is no next. I've, I've abandoned all hope for anything next. I, so I just sort of, you know, with WWE, you got to live in the moment because that's how Vince views this stuff. He just lives in the moment. It's like, oh, what's going to pop? This is going to pop. That's why it's a main event segment. This is the highest profile that probably Rusev has had. Um, and I mean, is it going to result in, in a title run or anything for him? No, no, this is not going to be indicative of anything. They have plans for him. There's, this is just in the moment. It's hot. They're running with it. And then whatever happens next, happens next. That's just how Vince is. Um, I'm just enjoying it in the moment. Uh, you know, that's all, that's all you can do. Yeah, I know. 
It's, it's like I, I understand and appreciate the, your thoughts about the performers, and I agree that it's, it's what's elevating this from being uh, an absolute shit show. But what, to, no, but what be, your, to your maybe point, being watchable. Your point is 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 sound in that it's keeping it from being elevated to must see. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to think that oh, this is going to lead to something, but it's not. It's not going to lead to anything. Yeah. There's no reason to get invested with in it because you know it's not going to lead to anything. You anyway, so so Lawler comes out, introduces the segment. Rusev comes out, and at first he's, he he comes off like he's he, he's about to laugh. Mm-hmm. It's like he he's he's going to just start. Like he understands this whole thing's ridiculous and it's silly, and he's gonna start laughing about it. Um, and then Lawler's like, you know, hey, you're out here, you're still hoping to 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 make to to save your marriage. Lana comes out. Um, Lawler points out that Rusev still has his wedding ring on. Uh, first, Lana says, "I want to, you know, call the W Universe for bullying her, harassing her on social media, that kind of stuff." But she says she wants to tell the truth. The truth, sorry, tells the crowd to shut up and listen. She says uh, their marriage is only about one thing, and that's what Rusev wanted. And what he wanted was sex mm-hmm. in the morning, in the afternoon, at dinner, in the kitchen, at the arena, at, at WrestleMania, the doctor's office, yeah. at WrestleMania. Yeah. And call she called him a sex addict, which the crowd popped for. Um, he says something like, "Can you blame me?" Yeah, can you blame me? Um, and then she says it wasn't about Rusev wanting her. It was about Rusev wanting to get her pregnant. She wanted. He. She was like. He wanted a bunch of Machka babies running around, and and she's like, "I'm an influencer. I'm a fashionista. Uh, you know, nobody's gonna want to see stretch marks and you know what happens to your body after a pregnancy." Yeah, and then she says, "Oh, but also, Rusev cheated on me." Yeah, and he was and, like, "What?" And she, she says, "Well, <laughs> bo- that's what Bobby told me." And he said, "You believe?" Leslie is talking shit. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> he said, "Why would you believe him?" And she says something like, "Oh, I believe everything he tells me." <laughs> I'm laughing just thinking. And then Rusev says, "Yeah, Lashley is talking shit." Uh, cue Lashley's music. He comes to the ra- down to the ring, except uh, Rusev boots him off the apron. They're brawling around the ring, back in the ring. Uh, Lashley drops Rusev with a flatliner, goes for a spear. Instead, he eats boot. And then he drops Lashley with a Samoa drop. Uh, Rusev takes off his wedding band, goes over to Lana, says, you want him? You got him. Yeah. Oh, sorry, to Lashley, says, you want her? You got her, and shoves yeah. his wedding ring down his mouth. Oh, that was good. The cra- and the crowd, here's the thing, the crowd was popping during this entire yeah. thing. They, yeah. were, they were loving this. Uh, follows with some punches. And then this is probably the best part of the whole thing. Lana gets a kendo stick and starts laying into Rusev. <laughs> it was Rusev, like 2K20. <laughs> Rusev, yeah, the hit detection was way off. Rusev completely no-sells Yeah, it. like it wasn't even there. Yeah. And so he grabs it on one of her swings, turns towards her. But that allows Lash the opportunity to come from behind. Low blow. Yeah. Lana slaps the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Lashley punts him right in the balls. Yeah. So Rusev collapses. Then they stand literally over his prone body and just start just the nastiest makeout session. Awkwardly, well, it was a movie makeout session. There was no tongue there, but I thought that they got a little bit of chemistry when they're making out. I think she understands that Bob Lashley is a manscaped guy and that this is only going to lead to a clean, fresh-smelling hog zone later on. So, and that's how the episode ended right there with with a great shot of like Rusev. He's all like sad and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, let's answer some questions. Uh, Ryan Lambert asks, Rusev stealing Larson's sex addict gimmick. Is that my... I don't believe that was any of my previous gimmicks, was it? Uh, was there like a 10 for the win episode? I don't know. 
Uh, I don't recall. Luis, how was King still on commentary? Ginger snap. So much hate. Oh, he's, dude, he's not good. And here's the thing. Like, I've, I don't know, man. I, I don't want to talk too much trash because King's doing, like, King's been asked to do this and he's doing it to the best of his ability. He's just, he, he's not very good. No. He's trying. No. He is trying. He's trying. Um, it's, it's during just not the, very good. I noticed it, especially during the Umberto AJ match. He was he was trying to root on he was trying to cheer on the babyface and it just came out so awkwardly. But there was another match where I can't remember which one it was where it seemed like he was supporting the heel though. Oh yeah, I don't know, man. I it think he's, kind of he's told he's told what he needs to be doing and he's trying to do it to the best of his ability. Yeah, and it's bad. And what is he supposed to do? Say, hey, I'm I'm damaging the created you know the the show. I, I'm not going to do this anymore. He's not. He can't be expected to do that. I should say that though. Thomas Soley, literally no one. Paul Heyman, cuck storylines. <laughs> right. Uh, Dom L, when the F are we getting Morgan Knight Raw? I don't know. I don't know. It keeps on like teasing uh, like a hair change or something. Yeah. Uh, Clark Space Wayne, what main events mania next year in your opinion? Uh, four Horsewomen. Uh, Brock versus Roman. Brock versus Roman. Oh, yeah, maybe. For the WWE title. But, says, uh, do you think introducing the new younger talent to a wider audience is costing them in terms of the current lack of story? Guys like Murphy and Carrillo have strength in the ring, so they should be showing how talented those guys are to get a crowd into them rather than throw them into a Lashley-Rusev-style story. I don't think, here's the thing, WWE has such a wide range of superstars Across every age range, they've got guys who are, you know, in their 40s. They've got guys who are in their 20s. Mm-hmm. They could have their cake and eat it too at this point. They totally could. They could have the stories of today yeah. using the stars of today, and meanwhile, building up the new stars. And I think they're trying to do that with Street Profits and Umberto. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I mean, that's 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 a good thing. But I think the lack of of stories is simply. Vince books on a pop to pop basis. Yeah. And I think it's funny because like it, although that seems obvious to me, it wasn't really ever hammered home until I started listening to the Bruce Pritchard podcast, Mm -hmm. because whenever Conrad asks him anything, it's well, because Vince thought it was a good segment. Well, Vince thought he can make money with this guy and it's only like one, you know, and then the next night he's dropped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it just seemed at least it seemed like the the big moment. The Hogan WrestleMania nine thing. Well, he wanted the big moment. Yeah, that's all he cares about is the big moment. Yeah. And it seemed like in the past, at least in certain periods when creative seemingly overall was good. It's like, oh, well, he had a, a moment in mind. Well, at least there was the groundwork laid down. So the big moment felt like it meant something, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not all the creative in the Attitude Era was good. There was a lot of terrible stuff. Sure. But a lot of the huge moments that we remember, there was actually a decent build to it. When, when The Rock won at Survivor Series 98, there was a huge build to it. He so had, when he had the yeah. two, double turn, the turned heel again, it really got you. He had, like a, he had like a smaller writing staff, and he wasn't in his mid-70s, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's like you're, you're a bit more with it. Yeah. And he knew how to, he had to run with things on a week-to-week basis. Um, and yeah, uh, Nikhil going in raw math on the boogeyman, by the way, where was Jojo? Apparently Jojo's going to be back on the road soon. Yeah. Boogeyman, uh, in ring. He was not a good wrestler. I don't remember anything about so like his wrestling three ability. or four. His look was amazing. His look has to do that. That's a 10. Look. That's a 10. That's look. a 10 look. And then promo. 
I don't remember him talking a whole lot. I don't think he did, but like his. He's got, he had a good voice. Well, like, I mean, promo, like a guy who's not meant to talk because automatically he get deducted from promo. Like when he was in segments that were designed as promos, he was effective. I mean, you got to give him at least a six. Well, I'd say a five. You'd give him that a five? Yeah. He doesn't talk, but everything else is good? Yeah. Split the difference, I guess. Yeah, so that's average. All right, fair enough. So that'd be Five. 18. If you do three for in-ring, that'd be 18 for being good. Divide by oh, three so is six. six. Okay, six. Six. Uh, kayfabe. Or sorry, legacy. Ah. Like, I think they probably wanted, like, sort of an Undertaker type. Yeah. And they got, like, a Gangrel type yeah. instead. Five? Yeah, okay. And then kayfabe. I mean, he didn't win a whole lot. Wasn't around a whole lot that long. Three? All right. Yeah. So eight plus six is fourteen divided by three. That's uh four plus, almost five. That sounds exactly right. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, Tom talks rubbish. Says thanks for watching WWE, so I don't have to. Yeah, you and forty-seven percent of the of the people that are forty-one percent. Mm, Greg Morris, if WWE made a movie a la Joker about the origin of a wrestler in kayfabe. Who would you pick? Who's got the most interesting, like, story? It's got The Undertaker, right? I'd probably go with Bray Wyatt. I'd probably go with Bray. I think because Undertaker is, like, too supernatural. With Bray, he was, like, in the bayou or whatever, the swamp, whatever he was. And he was like a cult leader. He had a, the family. I think for me that'd be the most interesting one. And then see like how did he shoot? How did he become the fiend? Yeah, I'd go with Bray. All right, fair enough. Uh, Jimmy Thomas claims that Catalina is only 19 years mm-hmm. old. What were you doing when you were 19, man? I was in junior college. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, 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 DJ Booty Dan again. Uh, I think you guys just answered the question as to why 40% of your respondents don't watch Raw. Uh, it has to do with there being no specific attempts to develop storylines for wrestlers. It's bizarre, man. You'd figure, hey, with Heyman back in charge, maybe there'd be some like stories. Yeah. But the only story he can concoct is a cuck story. <laughs> I know, it's a funny word. Oh, Patrick Sparks says uh, Dexter Loomis. The Dexter Loomis Joker's type movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. That would be great. All right, let's see. I'm going to go over to the Patreon. we got a uh, question thread over on the Patreon. So we're going to take a look at that here. Uh, let's see here. Kinniku <clears throat> uh, Bone Man, who else should Asuka Green Mist? Who should be next to get the Green Mist from Asuka? Um, well, it's probably going to be tomorrow. It's going to mm-hmm. be on NXT, so mm-hmm. it's going to be, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Dakota Kai. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Andrew Jocelyn says, I was watching Adam Pacitti stream 2K20, and he said, he said you guys were his favorite wrestling YouTubers. Oh. And that you were nice blokes. That was very nice. That's very nice. Oh, man, there are favorites, too. Yeah. If you guys faced Cultaholics Survivor Series, pick two YouTubers to team with you. If we were to face Cultaholic, we got to pick two. Well, we do. It's five on five usually, right? 
two YouTubers. So yeah, so we need three guys. Um, I'm gonna go with Pulse. That dude's yeah, Jack Daddy. Yeah. Uh, Brian Zane used to wrestle. Brian Zane used to wrestle. Choose him. Yeah, and then we need Uno Mas. Uh, so our ringer would be Joe Hendry. Oh yeah. I'd consider him a wrestling YouTuber. He's also yeah. a, you know, ring of honor wrestler. Yeah. But I'll, I'll take, you know, and then we do the thing where he does the yeah. songs. Fair stuff. enough. Sounds good. <laughs> I like it. They are true. So many people are so nice though. Uh, the boys over at wrestle talk are just terrific. Yeah. And then cultaholic man, just the nicest dudes, just the nicest guys. Yep. Seriously. Yep. All those guys. Yep. Uh, James Rodriguez, this is a this is a loaded question. In kayfabe, where does the green mist come from? Uh, commentary tried to explain that last night. Real? What they say? I didn't even hear that. They, uh, no, they had no they had no explanation, but they had oh. talked about the origins. Oh, but they they like where does the green mist come from? Mm. So in kayfabe, is it from within or is it? A no, gimmick, I think a it's, a, it's a foreign substance. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. But it's one you can only get. From some mystical oh. style. Brandon Collins says Simon Miller is literally H champion. We should probably have him on our team. All that stuff. Yeah. What the hell? You know, man, we're just, we're old. I we know. forget things so easily. Of course, really Simon do. Miller would be on our team. Yeah, Simon Miller. Get that Joe Henry guy off our team. There we go. <laughs> I want the H champion. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Christopher Rappersod was Hulk. Shoot mad that Drew is using the Hulk taunt. No, no man. He loved it. He was eating that up. He loved it. Slim Nady. Uh, does Lawler not know how to understand the current climate and what's an issue in the news? Asking if Lynch snaps, is she a ginger snap? Timing isn't great. So I'm not going to claim to get the exact reference here but if you're asking me does jerry lawler understand the current climate i think he tries to i think he tries to you can see his, his brain like spinning like, i think he's what can he, i say what can i not say he, yeah yeah in that respect yeah i'm sure he understands the things he said 20 years ago he definitely cannot say now uh that being said he's he's probably not in tune with how how things are now as much as he maybe should be you know, everybody to their own devices. Rich the Smash, bro. How many times did Seth watch the empty arena match to get that finish idea? I think he's probably a huge fan of that. Probably. Oh, yeah, I love that. I, I want to do that forklift bit. I want to do that forklift bit. He also asks, do you think Charlotte got a un beso from Andrade when she was at Gorilla? Yeah, yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. Probably. Did you see that photo shoot they had where, where he was the Joker, Joker and she's she Harley was Quinn. Harley Quinn? Is there a more adorable couple right there? I don't think so. Like, look, you remember how annoying it was when they were referencing Seth and Becky? This, when you look at Charlotte and Andrade, you see two people who are legitimately so into each other. I never got that from Seth and Becky. They could be. Yeah. Maybe they could be. Yeah. But you cannot. I can, I cannot see two people so, who somehow have a more they that, that one shot of of, of of them as Joker and Harley Quinn. It seems like that was a private moment that was somehow captured. <laughs> like that wasn't a, a a thing done for W.com, which may have been. I don't know. It was like they went to a Halloween party. Yeah. And someone captured that Here's moment. Here's the thing about it, though. Every picture of them backstage together. 
every one looks like a captured moment and they always look so blissfully in love. The one kissing one between Seth and Becky, which while wonderfully framed, I mean, it's a really beautiful yeah, picture, yeah. seems staged. Everything there seems staged. Everything with Charlotte and Andrade, they seem like the most happy couple. So, yeah, much, many Bezos. Mm-hmm. So many Bezos mm-hmm. there. See. <laughs> see. Si. Si. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see here. Uh, Thomas Dunnigan uh, says, thank based God for you guys. Personally, it's so hard to watch Raw as of late. Are there any podcasts that you guys watch or listen to that focus on something particular that you don't pay attention to and only gets updates from said podcasts? Um, so I'm a big fan of the 538 Politics podcast, mm-hmm. and they uh, run down the Democratic debates. Because mm-hmm. I don't like—I hate watching debates. Oh, that's awkward. They're cheesy and as they're hell. They're too. so awkward yeah, and they're I'm so really staged or crap. Um, so, I'd, rather, I'd rather just read recaps of yeah, the debates. So I'll do that. I don't. I honestly don't listen to that many podcasts. If there's something particularly interested on the Pritchard podcast, mm-hmm. because I really like their chemistry and how yeah, they tell yeah, stories. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 538 is my go-to. I'll listen to 538 if there's like some news story. Um, but usually it's uh, why is this happening? That's mm-hmm. a good one for current events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with a lot of historical context. Yeah. Uh, and then I listen to like my fair share of like true crime podcasts. Mm-hmm. So instead of being there for a Zodiac murder, I can just get it recapped. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Our Ed Edwards murder. Uh, the Six Inch Cyclops. Will you guys be listening to Gore- Corey Graves' new podcast? I don't know. What's that thing called? After the Bell? After the Bell. And they were hyping it last night. And they you know, said that Triple H was the first uh, guest. And it's like, Corey pulled no punches. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he pulled plenty of punches. Yeah. If his first question wasn't, can you speak on the locker room situation in NXT? Then why are you even bothering? What are you even doing? Why do I care? Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing. If, if anybody asked him that, he'd be like, well, that's, you know, that's none of your, like, I don't know. Corey would attack people for even claiming that that's a question to answer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's what's irritating about that kind of stuff, too, is that like, oh, we're going to peel back. It's We're going to show you what's real. Going on behind the curtain. Yeah, and then when people suggest, hey, what about something that is actually real? Do you know? What do you, yeah. do you don't even know what goes on here. You don't know what's going on around here. Well, well no, we're I, asking. No, I, I know. We don't. We're curious what's going on around here. <laughs> well, how dare you ask? How dare you ask? How dare you question what we do? Uh, let's see here. Um, Patrick Sparks, what is the best and worst outcome of the Bob Lashley Rusev situation? Mm. They fight over a title is the best outcome. They fight over like the U.S. title. Instead, it'll probably be they have a tendency to put Rusev in really bad gimmick matches, like flag matches or or, or something like that, like divorce papers on a pole match or something yeah. like that. It's going to be bad. Yeah, it's gonna that's going to be worst outcome, and that's going to be mm-hmm. bad. But, like, if you weave, like, this is the easiest thing to do. Next week, the OC come across Rusev. They clown him for being a cuck. And then uh, Rusev is like, fine, put your United States title on line. Shock win in the main event. Crowd goes nuts for Rusev. Yeah. And then him and Lashley feud over that. Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to happen, though. No, it's not because it's, like, kind of a decent idea. Uh, Okay. uh, uh, Charles Smith. Uh, I've been wondering what is better, a good seller 
or someone with great timing. Obviously, someone who sells great can make people look great, but if the timing isn't there, then it can look weird. Well, obviously, yeah, you want both. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, you kind of want great timing, right? Yeah, I feel like that's just in terms of mechanics of the match, it would work much better if everybody involved uh, had good timing. Mm-hmm. Bobby Rivera wants to know what shirt I'm wearing. This is my Medusa Complex shirt. Millie McKenzie and Charlie Evans, uh, they're a team that I saw. A lot of you know who uh, they are. Uh, I saw them team up at a Pro Wrestling Evil. I was in England, though. And then I saw this shirt. I was like, freak, this is a great shirt. Yeah, it's a cool shirt. So I bought it. Uh, all right, that's it. That's it for the yeah. show. We're going to do an overrun in about 15 Correct. minutes. So $5 patrons, uh, tune in. Uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Maybe we'll talk about that Mandalorian trailer. Oh, that's a good idea. That was great. We could do that. Uh, so we'll have a little bit of Star Wars movie talk. Yeah. Uh, we'll get some non-news going. Yeah. And uh, so uh, channel members, YouTube channel members, check that out. $5 patrons, check that out. Uh, you can sign up right now if you want to and uh, and watch it live. Yeah. Or on demand, whatever. Anyways, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We do appreciate it. Hit subscribe. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.